My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Oddscast podcast. This is Joe Delera, joined by producer Corey. Uh, Dom and Terry Takes are currently indisposed, but we are happy to announce that this is our first podcast after the NBA Finals, and there was no podcast in the middle. We told you the Bucks were going to win this series. We just hammered that. Um, and after the last podcast, you know, we talked about how the really the last podcast and the podcast before that, we talked about how the Sarich injury was significant and how that was going to really uh, help shape this series. And you know, this, the Bucks went down 2-0 in the NBA Finals. And we were able to cash a really, really nice fat futures bet. Um, you know, I, I gave it out to you guys for the Bucks to win the series after trailing at any point at five to one at Bet MGM. I was convinced that they were going to lose game one. Uh, that happened. They also dropped game two, which, you know, with the way shooting variants could have gone, they could have won that game as well. But then they ripped off, you know, Suns in four straight L's. So uh, we got that. We got that dub. This paid out at five to one. Um, if you had some other bets from, you know, when I had said to take the Bucks to beat the Nets when they were down three to two or just supplement some of your other plays like you kind of made out during this uh, during this NBA finals. Um, and it was a great postseason for us. Uh, I think that we did a pretty good job of handicapping this and we you know, we made a lot of money. So hopefully you guys were able to tail and, you know, did well for yourselves here. Um, and, you know, it's just nice to be able to take a victory lap uh, at the end of an NBA season. Uh, we had said prior to this that the Nets just were not going to make it. I said the Nets weren't even going to make it out of the East and they didn't even make it out of the semifinals. Granted, obviously they had some injuries, whatever, but that was something that, you know, we, we put into the, we put into consideration here. Uh, and Giannis really for as flawed of a player as he is in terms of his shooting, um, his free throws, what have you, he put down one of the most dominant finals performances we've probably ever seen. And that 50 burger he had last night, uh, complemented by the 50 piece nugget at Chick-fil-A today, it was just absolute prime time. I mean, the guy's incredible. And if you're doing a little bit of look ahead odds here, he's eight and a half to one to win MVP next year. Maybe after the championship, you know, after coming off of that strong performance, he didn't win MVP this last year, obviously, but, and having won two prior to that, maybe voters are saying, you know, this guy can do it. He's that dude. And you really have to wonder can they do this again next year? What can they do to run it back? And does Bobby Portis truly have the keys to the city of Milwaukee? Um, so it, it was really an incredible finals. I think it was one of the better postseasons that we've watched recently because there just didn't seem to be that team that was like super, super, super dominant. Obviously, people thought of that of the Nets. You see them go down. You see them struggle with injuries, whatever. And then, you know, you see the Bucks come up, step up. But even then, like they still struggled with Atlanta. They went down 0-1 against the Nets. They went down 0-2. They crushed Miami after last year's uh, debacle. But then even against the Suns, they go down 0-2. So 
this was a really exciting postseason. I hope everybody was able to enjoy it as much as I was. And, you know, it, we had a great time. C- Producer Corey, what did you think about it? Incredible what he can do with one leg. That is also the crazy you thing. Know, for all of us out yeah. there with knee problems, it's just nice to see a, a representative who could put up 50 with an equally fucked up knee as I have. So it gives me hope. So thanks, Giannis. I think the other nice thing about it too, is that if you really think about it, most of the time, these Greek heroes, they all have one fatal flaw. So unlike Achilles, he overcame his injury and Giannis brought the title home to Milwaukee. So he let's, let's hope is, this doesn't turn into a Greek tragedy because most Greek, tra- most Greek drama is tragedy in the end. So let's all hold our breath. I mean, we, we could make the argument that Chris Paul is, in fact, the tragic uh, hero. 100%. But, but oh, I my God, the poor guy. Uh, I mean, the poor guy, but also, like, guy's kind of a dick, apparently. Like, this is, like, the first team that has really, you know, rallied around him. And it, it just shows you a lot of the fact that, you know, with the way the NBA is now – it's very hard to win. And as good of a point guard as Chris Paul is, as good of a team as the Suns were, you have to wonder, like, you know, like everything kind of broke right for them in the Western Conference. They wound up playing, they played the Lakers and the Lakers had LeBron and Anthony Davis hurt. Then they went and played the Nuggets and the Nuggets were obviously missing Jamal Murray. Then they go and they beat, they play the Clippers and they're missing Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka. So, you know, the way things break, sometimes that sets you up for a path for success. And you have to wonder if that's ever going to happen for Chris Paul again. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe not, uh, especially because the Suns just kind of seem to stray away from what got them there to the title. You know, when you saw the usage rates of Devin Booker, as awesome as he was and Suns fans have been giving people a lot of flack for this, but Booker was playing a style of offense that just wasn't great for what, you know, what the Suns needed. He was playing a lot of ISO ball and sure he was awesome. He was putting up 40 points a game, whatever. And like, you know, in games three or four and five, but that's not going to cut it when you're shooting 52, 53% from two point range, having no assists in the fourth quarter, I think of the entire series, which is crazy. And then, you know, Giannis is shooting 70% from two point range. So it's like, you, you can't, you can't match up with that. It's like, as awesome as you were, you got to play a different style of ball. And the, you know, it shows you that the bucks really imposed their will. They were a bigger team. They were stronger. They out rebounded. They out pushed the pace. Like they were just better and they were bigger and, and really like the size of it, like their size as a team, like it did matter. Like the, uh, like the Suns really didn't have an answer for them past Aiton, especially when Sarge went down. So now you've seen two teams really in a row with the Lakers and the Bucks, bigger teams, a little bit more bruising, impose their will over, over some other teams in the NBA finals. So you wonder if that's going to change anything moving forward, uh, and you also wonder if Giannis staying in town, like winning a title for the team that drafted him, you wonder how that impacts the trade market moving forward. So I, I, on that note, I want to kind of transition into the offseason a little bit here. And some of the rumors that we've been hearing are about, uh, you know, Giannis or, or not Giannis, but Ben Simmons moving around. Um, we've been hearing stuff about Damian Lillard. Obviously, you know, myself and producer Corey, we're Knicks fans. 
we would love, love, love to see Damian Lillard come to the Knicks. I'm salivating at the thought. It would be awesome. And there's there's some odds for that out there. Uh, the Knicks are either the favorite or the second favorite to the Philadelphia 76ers um, because Ben Simmons could also be on the move. So that that creates an interesting thing. Dame has always talked about being, you know, like the most loyal guy in the NBA. And after this win from Giannis in particular, you wonder if that maybe impacts whether or not he asked for a trade or you know, if it forces the trailblazers to move somebody like CJ McCollum for a guy like Ben Simmons instead. And they say, you know what, we're going to keep Damian Lillard here. We want to keep him home. We want to try to make him happy, um, especially after the comments that he's made. Uh, so, you know, it, it it's going to be an interesting off season. The NBA draft is coming up. I think that some of the guys that you can look for uh, in the NBA draft is one of the guys I was looking for in particular was Kaminga. I wanted to get over five and a half. Uh, they, when I say over, I mean a higher number pick. So like six, seven, eight um, under being, you know, one, two, three, four, five, whatever, but it doesn't seem like we're going to get that. It kind of opened at seven and a half, a little bit nervous about that. I don't think that I'll be playing that type of pick there. Um, one of the bets that I am looking at and I have put in and I have tracked in the action app, app is Moses Moody. I like him under, uh, so lower, like a lower number, uh, lower draft pick than 12 and a half. Um, I grabbed it at 11 and a half. This line is moving down. He's moving up in NBA draft Twitter. That's something that I would look at. I think that he, I, I'd be shocked if he falls, uh, too far. Another guy that I like is Franz. His over-under is around nine and a half. If you can find an eight and a half, smash the over. I have a lot of concerns about him going number nine to uh, the Kings. So I don't think he gets past 10 or 13 being New Orleans and Indiana, but that's just something to keep an eye out on. If you see him, you know, you could always maybe do over nine and a half and then also to the Kings and see if that's a bet that you want to make. Uh, it's it's an interesting play. It gives you something to work with. Uh, but I think that that's, you know, kind of where you go. And the only other bet that I have in right now, which I've also tracked in the Action app, is Keon Johnson over eight and a half. It's still there a little bit, uh, but it looks like it's moving to nine and a half. So I would move a little bit rapidly if you want to make that play. Uh, otherwise... We're going to have to, you know, the nine and a half, it, it kind of sucks if you, if you missed out a little bit, but those are, those are some of the things that we're looking at right now in terms of the draft. I'm sure that I will be tweeting out a little bit more, but you know, we'll, we'll assess as it comes. Uh, so that's, that's coming up soon. The NBA season never stops. And that's, you know, the off season, sometimes people say is the real season for the NBA and this offseason is particularly busy with the Olympics, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. So I guess that's a branding thing, uh, producer Corey. Uh, I, I don't know. You're the expert here. Yeah, we kind of touched on this last week. I, it would be too expensive to change all the merch and the signs and, you know, having 2020, just, you know, there's so much you can do with it in terms of, uh, you know, a mark. Like, yeah. I, 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 compared it to the seniors graduating in 2010, like it just lined up for us, you know, the 10 as the I and the O and seniors 
always makes sense. Unlike when people pr- try to squeeze a 12 into seniors, doesn't make sense. Sorry. So you have Tokyo and you have 2020. I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect match. You can't not do it. So I don't blame them. It is, it is interesting considering how uh, progressive the world has turned and how we always want to look forward. But in this instance, it does seem that we're looking back and having that 2020 vision. So it is a little bit interesting, but, uh, you know, we'll, I think I'm stuck there. The Olympics. The fucking Euros broke my brain. Like, I just think it's 2020 now. (laughs) I mean, look, like, I think, I think that we all might think it's 2020, um, to some extent, at least. I don't even remember a Lakers championship. Do you? My only, the only thing that does is my bank account. Um, Deja vu. It's all, it feels like that to me. Like, it's not really real. I know it it does seem like it was forever ago, but also not that long ago. Um, (laughs) But that does bring us to something. So uh, if you're having your fantasy, if you're listening to this podcast and you're having your fantasy football draft, uh, obviously after this, this is something that our league did. Uh, commissioner, our commissioner did it. I, I don't think I should name the commissioner uh, just for a variety of reasons, but he is somebody that is near and dear to this podcast. Um, our commissioner decided to do the draft order and it was based on reverse standings from last year. And it was a snake draft of three different countries. And then based on their medal count during the Olympics, that was how the draft order is determined. Now, producer Corey had the number one pick in the draft and smartly disavowed the gentleman's agreement that was on the table. Fuck that shit. And who did you take here? The US of A, baby. So it sounds like America is still great. Um, I only get this patriotic once every four years, but actually only once every two years because I get equally patriotic for the Winter Olympics. But but now it's once every three and then once. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's all fucked up. That's a great question. I'm assuming we're just going to like move forward and have a 2024 Summer Olympics, right? We're not going to push it to 2025 and make it all weird. Yeah, I think it's going to create some interesting, uh, interesting narratives on, you know, who who wants to just stretch it out? It's only another. So it's one last year, you know. Yeah, um, I would love a Revelian answer was, for we're that. Looking at, <laughs> I'm not sure, but there's look there's there's about um there's about ten countries that have uh like some shots at gold medals. Really, uh, the big swinging dicks. Yeah, like I mean, the United States is prohibitive favorite minus one uh, minus twelve hundred to capture the most medals overall, and minus eight hundred to capture the most golds. And then it's followed in order by China, uh, the Russian Olympic Committee, which is not Russia. They're <laughs> they're just the athletes from Russia. <laughs> the and delegates they, from Russia. <laughs> it's bizarre. They're not allowed to have Russia on their uniforms. They're only allowed to say to have ROC on their uniforms. They can have the Russian colors on their uniforms, but they're not allowed to have anything else other than that. Just um, what about when they, tougher. if they place gold, do they get the Russian anthem? Do they get to choose your own song? What's the situation Ooh. there on the podium? I don't know. Maybe they can, uh, maybe they'll play something weird. Like maybe I hope they play requests. Play. I think that'd be really fun. That'd be hilarious. Like you I can see what's finally to... hitting the charts in, in Russia. Right. Can you play that level song by that Avicii guy, please? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, but so play Dusty in the Wind. That's a good song, Dusty in the Wind. Exactly. Perfect song. So 
you know, the America's total medal line sits at 110.5 um, with the over under and gold medals at 42 and a half. Um, I'll take the over, please. Yeah. I mean, the Americans, they're going to be competitive in most events that they're in. Uh, God, Joe bless. said while wearing a tank top with an American flag on it. I know. <laughs> uh, so there's that. And then, you know, you got Japan, Great Britain, Netherlands, uh, et cetera. But I don't really care about most Olympic sports. I'm sure that we will talk about it or maybe tweet about it, but like, I'm not even going to, I don't care right now, but if you come back to me, I don't know, two, three weeks, I'm going to be super into shit. I shouldn't be into, there's going to be a lot of Wikipedia lookups in the the coming days. So I'm saving all my Googles for that. I'd imagine Um, that producer Corey will have a full Olympic breakdown for like badminton by next podcast. Yeah. You're going to see some weirdness. So let us know if there, let us know if there's a sport that you're interested in hearing. Hey, or there's lines on almost every book sporting sports book right now, whether it's DraftKings or um, bet MGM, there's a lot of odds out there. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on and uh, it'll be fun. It's kind of fun. Um, it gives us something to bet on, but in that line, I will be cheating on the odds cast podcast a little bit. Dirty, dirty hua. Get it all out, you little hua. But all this over some dead hua. Hey, she was a hua. I know. I'm going to be making my first appearance on the Action Network podcast. It's going to be dropping on Friday. And what we are doing is we are covering Olympic basketball. So I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit here. Uh, but if you really want to you know, tune in, check it out. Um, it'll, it's available, I believe, on iTunes and Spotify as well. Uh, so give it a look. I'll share it on the socials and it should be fun. But when we're looking at that, the, the men's Olympic team has been an absolute disaster uh, for the United States. Like they just, they've lost. They're just not really trying right now. So they're missing a couple guys, you know, you're missing Drew holiday, uh, Chris Middleton and Devin Booker, who were all playing in the NBA finals. Obviously they're expected to rejoin the teams sometime within the first round. Uh, Is there a worse flight to be on than, than Devin Booker having to get on a flight right after losing his fucking championship? I don't know. That's a pretty bad one though. Like that's a, you can't even like mope in your hotel room long enough. You're like, Oh, pack it up, bitch. We're getting on a flight. I know. It's like, God damn it. Like, and then you have to go on the flight with the guys that beat you. This is the worst. Oh man. (laughs) I don't know. I can't even imagine. And they like played like pretty directly against each other. Like drew holiday and Chris Middleton were guarding Devin Booker. So this, it's like a very, uh, I'm sure that there will be some comments being made, you know, maybe they yucked it up on the plane. Now they're best buds. <laughs> Probably a little bit. So just to give everybody a little bit of a preview here, uh, there, I, I wrote an article for the action network. You can find it, uh, just Google 2021 Olympic basketball rosters and action network. And I broke down every country's rosters listed their gold medal odds and state like kind of gave an overview of who has played in the, uh, the NBA or who's kind of playing professional ball. That's like significant, uh, otherwise. And one of the things that came to my attention when I was doing this is that Nigeria has eight NBA players on their roster. Significant. Um, all it's a of global like, game now, man. Yeah. I mean, all of varying uh, strengths, you know, they opened at 150 to one to win the gold medal. They, I bet them at 80 to one. 
they are now down to as low as like 30 to one on some books. Uh, so they're a team that I want you guys to look at. Uh, they're a team, they've got a lot of guys. They got Precious Achua, Casey Uzapala, Mia Oni, Josh Akogi, Jordan Nwara, Chumeze Matu, Jaleel Okafor, and Gabe Vincent. Um, a lot of the Miami Heat is on the Nigerian national team. Um, but that's a team that I want you guys to look at. I think that they're good. They're co- the group that they're in in particular, uh, and this is something that I'm going to talk about as well, they're coming out of Group B, which is Australia, Nigeria, Italy, and Germany. Obviously, Nigeria defeated the United States, uh, and that was their first exhibition win uh, over them. That was the first exhibition win over the United States for any African team. And, uh, this Nigeria team did it. So they're good. They're young. The thing that's interesting about them. And I think that's important is they're very physical. Um, and they're going to be able to deal with this type of schedule. It's, it's gonna, it's a little bit grueling and it's a grind and you have this team that, you know, they're all trying to carve out a role for themselves in the NBA. They know that if they, if they ball out here, people are going to look, people are going to notice. Um, this is a really, this is a strong opportunity for them with those, with those eight guys. And I like them to come out of group B. This, this line is like plus 250 uh, for them to come out of group B out of uh bet MGM, but it goes as high as plus 450 on DraftKings. It's something that I would look at. It's something that I would bet. And then I would also just like a little sprinkle, like a little taste on them to metal is at four to one. And then, which is odd because it's less than them to win the group. But then it's also, they are still like 40 to one on some books to, uh, to win the gold. And I think that it's, I think that it's an interesting angle. I think it's an interesting bet. Um, and if you want to fade Team USA or like hedge on your happiness a little bit, I think they're the team to do it. Um, I'm not convinced by Australia. I'm not convinced by Spain. You know, you have these teams that are getting a little bit older. Uh, they're just, they're not convincing to me. Australia does have uh, some excellent shoot players there shooters between you know joe ingles patty mills um fan favorite matthew della vadova uh from the cleveland cavaliers uh and then they do have some very like talented wing players between dante exum josh green and defensive wizard matisse thibel of philadelphia 76ers so they're an interesting team, uh, but I do think that I like the athleticism of Nigeria more than them. Uh, so that's something that I'll be looking at. And I think, and if they beat them in that first game, they definitely will come out of that group and they definitely should win the group in my opinion. So I, I like the bet now. I think you're getting better odds than them to just be Australia straight up because their money line there is about plus 250, depending on the book. So I, I would lean more towards them winning the group at plus 450 uh, on DraftKings if you can grab it right now. Um, but I, on that note, like I'll kind of leave Olympic basketball unless producer Corey has any other questions here. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll touch on it more in the podcast. It's going to be like a 40 minute podcast for action network. I have no more questions. I've been following your bets long enough to know that I'm just going to shut up and follow you. That's all I need to do. We love it. I'll be doing, I gotta do. 
I'll be doing a better job of trying to tweet out what I, what my plays are because there isn't really a way to log it in the action app. So I'll I'll try to get that out for you guys. Uh, you know, and also like I'll be putting it in the Discord. So have let you us run know. that up the ladder at Action Network yet? Like, what's well, the deal, guys? Yeah, I know we we have there is there is a new tool coming out for logging bets that like aren't traditional. I think, but I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work. So you know, we'll we'll see what we can do. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be very interesting and it's exciting. So um, I, I like the opportunity here. Um, Fantastic, well, Joe. Yeah, thanks, man. We'll do what we can. So we'll, we're, we're going to wrap it up, I think. But on that note, you know what time it is. Producer Corey, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, while we're all in this Olympic mood, Ooh. I have a wreck that inadvertently is Olympic related. Okay. Um, so I keep getting suggested to me on Netflix, uh, Team Foxcatcher. And I saw the movie. It's about John DuPont running like this weird camp for Olympians because... I think his explanation was like, we can't compete with Russian athletes, with our athletes for the Olympics because they are paid to do what they do. So we have people at the, like, you know, climbing to the peak of their athleticism in college and have to stop doing it because they need a fucking job to live. So he started paying people to come to his weird fucking ranch or whatever, or a state, I think they called it, in um, Pennsylvania, out somewhere in Delco County. And, um, there's just some weird shit going on with the wrestling team slash Channing Tatum's character in the movie. Uh, I'm not saying they were sexually assaulted or groomed, but it seems that way. Uh-oh. But John DuPont, as we all know, killed an Olympic wrestler, just point blank shot him for no fucking reason that anybody could ascertain other than like dude was strung out on coke for like ever and was having like, clear delusions. Not not ideal there. No. But it did get me pumped to just watch Olympic shit again. Like I was like, "Fuck, I haven't watched wrestling since the last Olympics." Wrestling's sick. Wrestling is powerlifting in the morning. What wakes you up more than watching some fucking huge guy just grunt the shit out of the place? Like I'm sipping my coffee and all I hear is, <laughs> and like there's always the case like someone's fucking knee might collapse. So I, I miss it, and I'm excited to get back into the throw of the Olympic fever. Uh, but yeah, go watch Team Foxcatcher. Very, very weird documentary. There's a lot of footage that they have just because I think like home recordings were super popular in like the late 80s and early 90s. So all these guys finally got checks and they were like, first thing I'm buying is a camera. And like, there's just it. weird B-roll and shit. It was very, very good. Uh, also, might not watch the movie. Channing Tatum, surprisingly good actor in that movie. Honestly, we love everything about that. Um Let's see. I, I'm going to say that my recommendation here is still remember when you have free bets, put them on futures bets. Um, it is literally the best thing you can possibly do with free bet. Um, it's like found money. It lets you build a portfolio, create numerous positions. Um, and like, I don't care if I like have a free bet and I let it sit for like a year. Like I'll bet on, like I've used, I already used a free bet on, next year's nba finals um u.s men's national team the u.s World men's Cup. national team i put my bet on the knicks uh so just at 70 to one um so all we need is dolan to keep his eye on the rangers and it could really happen joe it could yeah, really man. happen so i just think it's fun it's it's also like i think the best way to get really good return and it lets you build a portfolio 
Um, because if you really think of sports betting as like an investor, you want to have different positions. You want to have the best lines possible and try to bring home a profit. So that's my recommendation. It's something we've talked about before, but I think it was important to reiterate here. Um, so on that note, thanks for tuning in. This is Joe Delera, producer Corey of the Oddscast podcast. See you later. God bless. Au revoir. Put your loving hand out, baby. Cause I'm Anytime I see you, let me know about the plan and see, just let me go. I'm on my knees when I'm begging, cause I don't wanna lose you. Hey, yeah. Cause I'm begging, begging you. Put your love in the hand now, baby. I'm begging, begging you. Put your love in the hand now, darling. I need you to understand. Try so hard to be your man The kind of man you want in the end Only then can I begin to live again An empty shell I used to be The shadow all my life was dragging over me A broken man that I don't know Won't even stand, that never stands to be my soul Why we're chilling, why we're chasing Why the bottom, why the basement Why we got good shit on why do you feel for the need to replace me? You're the wrong way, trying to get I went up in a feature town where we could be at Like a heart in a bad way, shit You can't give it away, you have and you take the face But I keep walking on, keep moving the dog Keep open for that the dog is yours Keep also home, cause I'm the one that left in a broken home Girl, I'm begging Yeah, yeah, I'm begging, begging you To put your love in the hand now, baby I'm begging, begging you I'm finding hard to hold my own Just can't make it all alone I'm holding on, I can't fall back I'm just a call, but your face is black I'm begging, begging you Put your loving hand out, baby I'm begging, begging you To put your loving hand out,